Hi, welcome to Harvest Church Podcast. We pray that as you listen today, you are blessed and encouraged. Thank you so much for listening in. If you want any more information about our ministry, we'd love you to jump onto our website, harvestaustralia.org. Have a great day. It's, it's wonderful. It really is wonderful when we do tune in to the Holy Spirit and we line up our lives with Him. And when we begin to follow Him rather than asking Him to keep catching up with our plans, because when we begin to follow Him, there is such an ease and such a grace and such a flow on what He does. When He says that He is the Prince of Peace, He really means He is the Prince of Peace. And peace not only is upon him, but it covers everything that he does. (laughs) And that's what I want to share on today. Yay! I want to share this morning on something very close to my heart, very close to Marty and my heart with what we've walked through over the years, and it's cultivating an atmosphere of peace. This is something that for me really has been life-changing, absolutely life-changing. And I remember years ago when I was walking through my own challenges in burnout, and I remember someone in the midst of what I was going through, bless their hearts, said to me, but are you thankful? Can you be thankful for what you're going through? And I just cried and I said, not yet. (laughs) Honesty, (laughs) not yet. But now I can say to the Lord, thank you. Thank you for that gift. Thank you for what I learnt. Would I ever want to go through it again? No. But thank you for who I am today and what I've learnt from what I've walked through. Because prior to that, I loved the Lord with all my heart and I knew His presence and I loved His presence. But internally, I didn't carry an atmosphere of peace. When the storms would come or the trials would come, I would run to Him and cling to Him and long for His presence. But my own internal atmosphere wasn't governed by peace. There's a difference. There is a difference. And I had to learn through my own season to undo the atmosphere that I was carrying, which was more governed by stress or pressure or striving. A lot of what I put on myself, God never put it on me. (laughs) But out of my own passion or my own zealousness or my own brokenness, I allowed that to be my atmosphere. So I had to unlearn a lot of that. And by God's goodness and by His grace, He pressed the reset button on my life. (laughs) Sometimes He does that to us. And I began to learn what it looked like to live with peace. What it looked like when a storm would come to lean back into His presence and to really choose peace over my circumstances. The word peace in Hebrew is shalom. And I'm sure you can have a wonderful conversation with Roger in the cafe after this morning and he will be able to shed even more light on the word shalom. But the word shalom means a whole lot more than we even understand. It means harmony, prosperity, wholeness, health, completeness, tranquility, abundance, blessing. There is so much In that word shalom, that word peace that God has on our lives. So when He says, my peace I leave with you, He's not just leaving quietness. He's leaving all that He is upon you. 
my peace I give to you. And he says, I don't give like the world gives. I don't change my mind and take it back. I give you my peace. I give you my blessing. I give you my abundance. I give you my wholeness, my healing. Peace is so incredible. And for Marty and I, we've really come to the place where we treasure peace so much that if we feel our lives pulling in a direction that doesn't have peace or if we feel stress rising up or if we feel things starting to get out of alignment, we, we specifically pull ourselves back into peace. We actively keep ourselves in peace. We consciously guard our peace because we know what it is to live without peace in certain seasons of our life and we know what it is to live with peace and now we choose peace in all that we do, <laughs> I, I tell you. During burnout for me, one of, one of the big symptoms was anxiety. And I know anxiety is a big issue these days. And it is a common symptom of burnout, but it's not just a little situation where you feel slightly overwhelmed. It is the kind of anxiety that leaves you in a place where you really can't even quite function because it is overwhelming. And unfortunately, in the world that we live in today, the busy syndrome is so glorified and so esteemed to be busy, 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 that we are unfortunately creating an atmosphere where people are wearing out, burning out, and having more anxiety or depression than ever before in history, and not just in later years of life, but we see children. <laughs> we see children on antidepressants. We see young people going through major situations in life. So for me, I had to learn in my season that when those internal storms came, I had to learn what it looked like to lean into the heart of Jesus and take a nap in the boat in the middle of the storm. <laughs> I had to learn over and over and over and over and over again to choose peace in the storm, to choose peace in the chaos, to choose peace in uncertainty. The thing about peace that I have learned is that it's not something that is just going to spring up one morning when you wake up and go, da-da, here I am. Oh, you can now live and breathe and, and just enjoy this, this brand new peace. Peace is something that is cultivated. Peace is something that we cultivate in our lives. Peace is something that we choose over and over and over again. But the truth is, is the opposite to peace, whether that's chaos or whether that's anxiety or whether it's restlessness, that also is cultivated because that is not God's original heart or design for each and every one of us. The atmosphere of heaven is peace and love and joy and goodness and all that He is, is the very atmosphere of heaven, it's the very atmosphere that He carries and it is the very atmosphere that we are created to carry. I had a conversation with someone a little while ago around peace and around, you know, carrying an atmosphere of peace and carrying an atmosphere of joy and, and they said to me, you know, it's all well and good <laughs> for you to say that, but what about the single mom down the road with three kids? How is she meant to live in peace? Or what about the person who's going through a terminal illness right now? How are they meant to live in peace? And I understand that. I understand that. But this is my answer. 
Is God who He says He is? Yes, He is. If He is who He says He is, then He will do what He says He will do. Amen and full stop. Whether our circumstances feel it, whether our circumstances match up or not, God is who He says He is and He will do what He says He will do. And if it is His will for us or for anyone to live in peace and joy and abundance of who He is, if He has said it, then He will do it. He will absolutely do it. The interesting thing I have learnt with peace is that it's not so much about external circumstances, it's actually about the internal posture of our heart. And when we can recognise that it flows from within us, it doesn't come from without, then we are on the way to living in abundance of peace and blessing. I used to think in my life that if I just accomplished this next thing, then I would be fulfilled. Or if I just did something amazing, like go to the mission field and, and love on you know, whoever needs loving on or, or whatever it is, I waited for the next thing that might fulfill me or might bring me joy or might bring me peace. And I soon learned that that's a very tiring way to live. <laughs> but it also doesn't satisfy the heart because peace is an atmosphere that we carry internally and then that atmosphere that we have internally spills over to the external. So whatever you carry inside you is going to pour out on those around you. So when we learn to carry peace and when we learn to carry joy and when we learn to walk in that abundance of blessing, that is what's going to come out on those around us. And that is what other people are going to be attracted to. So peace is something that's cultivated. And peace is something that is cultivated over time. All of you here who are into gardening, just give me a little wave of your hand. I know we have some avid gardeners in the house. Yes, I absolutely honour you. We are so excited to do more ourselves. But I haven't always had a really great green thumb. I've been one of those people that have been like, oh, my poor little plant in the lounge room just died again. <laughs> Very common, I know. But just like cultivating a plant or a seed or a garden, it takes time. It takes dedication. It takes love. It takes a lot of nurture. And I know for me, cultivating an atmosphere of peace is something that I had to choose every day of my life when my circumstances were the absolute opposite. And when I didn't even know if my circumstances would ever change, I still had to actively choose peace and I had to actively trust God. So there's a few things in, um, in cultivating an atmosphere of peace that I would just love to highlight this morning. First of all, the opposite to peace, whether you call it chaos or, or for some, anxiety is the ab absence of peace. There are a few things that I learned for me cultivate anxiety in my life. And these are things that were really key in learning how to walk in a new way. So what are the things that cultivate unrest or anxiety? Stress is the biggest one. <laughs> striving, pushing ourselves beyond what God asks us to do. Striving, competition, comparison, insecurity, fear, brokenness, and a, and a broken heart, a wounded heart or a wounded spirit. And these are internal things 
that no one else necessarily sees, but they can be in internal things that we are battling with or struggling with or things that cause an unrest on the inside. And, and this is so common in today's age. These are all so common that we see in so many people. Um, but all of those things are things that we need to choose. Do you know what? I'm not going to allow stress in my life. I am not going to engage in conversations that I know are not going to bring peace to my life. I am not going to allow competition and comparison in my life. I'm not going to compare myself to anyone else on this planet. I am going to be exactly who God called me to be and I am going to flourish and thrive in who I am because He thought that it was a good idea. So I'm going to say yes. So there are so many little things that we can actually say, you know what, I don't need those things in my life. And that creates space for God to do what He wants to do. So five things in cultivating peace. The first thing that I learned in cultivating peace is learning to be still. Psalm 46.10 says, Be still and know that I am God. (laughs) Learning to live in the moment is a really beautiful thing. When we stop living in the past or when we stop worrying about the future and we really learn to become still in the moment that we're in, there is incredible blessing and incredible peace and incredible joy in just being. (laughs) Just being. It's funny, like we're called human beings, (laughs) but we've forgotten how to be. (laughs) Just being and allowing God to be in us in the moment. Learning how to let go of the past and let God heal the past is a really big thing. And that is a really big thing in allowing our internal atmosphere to carry peace. The second one here that I have written down is practicing gratitude. This is something for me that... I had to really learn on a daily basis. And it's something that has now become such an abundant part of who I am. And I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. So when I was walking through challenges, I had to learn to be thankful despite my circumstances, thankful despite how I felt, thankful despite what was going on in me or around me. So my day would wake up and I'm, thank you, God, that I'm alive. Thank you, Lord, that the sun is shining. Thank you, Lord, that the birds are singing. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for everything. I became thankful for everything. Thankful that I can walk. Thank you that I can see. (laughs) Thank you that you have blessed me. So when we begin to cultivate an attitude of gratitude, it's phenomenal what happens in our mind. Our mind stops fixating on all of the things that are going wrong and they're real. They're not, not, that they're not important. They are real. But our mind begins to focus on the things that God sees in us and through us and around us. And we begin to line up with Him. And our mind begins to be transformed. Our minds begin to be transformed by His truth and by His blessing and by His abundance. And we begin to wake up every day looking for His goodness looking for His blessing, looking for His hand, looking for Him in everything. And when we begin to live that way and our minds begin to be transformed, it's phenomenal how the atmosphere of our life is transformed. 
Because we can get very easily caught up in so many things of life and life is so busy and sometimes it goes at a million miles an hour and there are demands on our time and there are things going on and there are challenges that we face. Yet Jesus taught us that we can find peace in the storm, that we can walk on water when the wind is blowing and the waves are crashing around us. He taught us that it's possible and He taught us in such a way that He doesn't just want us running to Him in every storm, but He wants the peace and the atmosphere in us to speak to the storm and to tell it to be still. He told the disciples when he was asleep in the boat and they woke him up. They're like, he said, don't you get it yet? You have this authority. You have this within you. You don't need to wait for me. I am all, he is already in us. So learning to be thankful is so powerful because we really begin to shift the way we think and shift the way we operate and we begin to see differently. And when we begin to see differently, we begin to live differently. And when we begin to live differently, our life changes, our family changes, our marriage changes, our kids change, the people around us change. They begin to live in the overflow of what we carry. There is blessing on everything around us. But for me, one of the big keys was learning to be thankful. Learning to be thankful when I struggled to find something to be thankful for. I could always find something though. It surprised me. I could always find something to be thankful for. And it changed my life. It changed my life because I tell you, when you're in a difficult situation, and I know there are some people here facing difficult situations, and you might know people facing difficult situations, it can be really hard to see out of that valley and past the mountain that's in head. It can be really hard. Sometimes you can't see the next step ahead. But the truth is, is that God knows exactly what's going on. He knows exactly what He's doing. And He might just want to cultivate something in your life or something in my life that He knows is going to bring incredible blessing. And I know for me, peace, thankfulness, joy, abundance, blessing, all the things that we get to walk in now, I would not be experiencing had I not walked through those difficult challenges and trials. Because it's during those times that we dig deep and He gives incredible grace to us and we are changed and we are completely transformed. So the third thing for me in learning how to cultivate an atmosphere of peace the third one is knowing who you are and knowing who you are not. <laughs> knowing who you are is huge. Our identity and who we, who we are and who we believe we are shapes everything. If I believe that I am loved, if I believe that I am chosen, if I believe that I am blessed, if I believe that all of these blessings that God says are mine, if I believe that they are mine, I am going to walk as if they are mine. And I am going to love like I am loved. And I am going to give like He has given to me. What I believe about myself is so powerful, is so powerful. So knowing who you are makes a massive difference. But knowing who you are not is also really big. And, and this is something that really 
goes quite deep. You can know who you are, but we can sometimes try and be something that God hasn't made us to be. And we can sometimes try and step into things that God hasn't called us to step into. And we can think some things are a good idea, but they might not be a God idea. (laughs) So knowing what God has called you to and maybe what He hasn't called you to is so, so pivotal. Because when we know who we are, when we know our identity and when we know what He's called us to, but what He hasn't called us to, we're free to run and we're free to experience and we're free to flow in all that He has for us. But when we try and take on things that aren't for us, it becomes a burden, it becomes a drain, it becomes a stress. <laughs> we end up carrying things. We end up, you know, being bogged under in all these different things because God never created us to do those things or to be carrying those things. And those things end up robbing us of peace and robbing us of joy. So knowing who you are and knowing who you are not is so key. I've learned for me that there are certain things that Marty is called to do that I'm not called to do. And there are certain things that I am called to do that he might not be called to do. And that is an incredible blessing because the truth is, is we need one another and we actually need one another to be exactly who God's made you to be. And we need that fruitfulness in your life. We need that in our lives. So for me to realise that I am free to be who I am and to not take on any responsibility of anything else except to be who God's called me to be and to do what He's called me to do, that is liberating and that actually takes takes a whole lot of pressure off in our lives. So the next thing here, number four, is to let your yes be yes and your no be no. For, for us in our lives and in our family, we are obviously, as I've already mentioned, we are very passionate people. Marty and I are both very passionate. We Passionate people have a lot of energy, <laughs> a lot of ideas, um, love to see a lot of things happen, would love just to run on into everything and get their hands involved. And it's like, yes, let's do this. And, you know, passionate people love to see things happen. Passionate people love to be in the midst of what's happening. Um, and in some measure, I, I, know what, I know that, you know, many of you know what I'm talking about. Um, but Passionate people sometimes can get so caught up in so many different things that we forget that peace is actually God's plan for our lives. And we are still passionate people, but we carry peace. And His passion pours through us. And now it's fruitful rather than it being just our ideas. It's His heart. It's His plan. It's His flow. It's His abundance. It's Him flowing through us rather than us trying to step into things. See the difference? There are so many good things we can do and there are so many um, ideas that we can have, but when we let it be Him through us, it's completely different. But letting your yes be yes and your no be no, um, for me, it's so important. There are so many things today that we can say yes to, so many pressures and so many things that can pull on our time and pull on our energy. But giving ourselves permission to say yes to things and giving ourselves permission to say no is actually really, really good. 
So I want to give you permission this morning that if you need to say no to things to keep peace in your life, then you say no to what you need to say no to. And that's not something we often hear these days. I know there's sermons out there which is, you know, say yes, give God your yes. (laughs) And I'm all for it. I really am. But I have learnt in my life that I could give my yes to a thousand things and it's not always the things that God wants me to give my yes to. So knowing the things to give your yes to and giving yourself permission to say no. Joyce Meyer talks about living with margins. So there are some wonderful teachings on healthy boundaries, but she talks about living with margins, which is giving yourself space in life rather than running from one thing to the next thing to the next thing, giving yourself time to breathe, time to lean into the Lord's presence, time to listen to His heart, time to let Him speak to us so that we can make sure that He's flowing in what we do. And the fifth one here is learning how to let go and to also let God heal our heart. So I know that um, when we have things in our heart and when our hearts are burdened and when our hearts are hurting or when we've got unresolved things in our heart, that internal space within us can be really difficult to navigate. But letting God heal our hearts and letting God set us free from the inside out makes a massive difference, a massive difference. And I know for me, I am 42 years old now, happily, thankfully, every year is a gift. But I know for me that my journey in healing is going to continue because the truth is, is that we live in a planet where we are all learning, we are all growing and we all still make mistakes. And I might not always get it right and you might not always get it right, even though our heart is for one another. So forgiveness is an ongoing process. Grace is an ongoing process. Healing is an ongoing process. And I'm so thankful to God that He is the healer. And He is so passionate about seeing us set free. I love in the Bible when He says, do this or don't do this. Or or, there are so many things in the Bible with instruction attached to it. It is all for our good. It is all for your good. It is all for my good. When He says, do not worry about tomorrow, let tomorrow take care of itself. The reason why He's saying that is because He doesn't want you burdened down. He doesn't want you, you know, carrying any extra burdens that you don't need to carry. Everything that He says comes with love. Everything that He says flows with grace and goodness. He is so good. He is so good. So letting Him heal our hearts and our hearts and our lives are like onions and there are so many layers and there are so many things that God is just continually at work in in our lives. And I think just giving Him permission to continue on that journey is so powerful because the more our hearts are free, the more we carry His kingdom, the more we carry His presence, the more we carry His goodness and the more the atmosphere that we carry begins to impact people around us. Philippians 4.4 says, Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all, for the Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God that transcends all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. 
Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your incredible love and goodness in our lives. We thank you, Lord, that you are for us. And if you are for us, who can be against us? I thank you, Lord, that your love for us is deeper and higher and wider and stronger than we could ever comprehend. And that it is your heart and your passion and your desire that we would be filled with the very atmosphere of who you are, the very atmosphere of peace, the very atmosphere of love and joy and goodness. And Father, I thank you that this is not only a promise, but it is a reality that we can walk in and live in. And I thank you that as your people and as your sons and daughters and as your family here on earth, that we get to carry this and share it with the world. We get to carry this and share it with our neighbours and share it with the community and share it with those that you bring across our path. But Father, we do just ask this morning that you will continue to teach us and lead us and guide us. That you would continue to give us ears to hear and eyes to see. That we would continue to come to you and to run into your arms and to learn from you and to grow in you. That we would never stop growing, that we would never stop learning, that we would never stop being transformed by your kindness and your goodness. So today, Lord, we say yes to you and yes to your work in our lives. And whatever circumstance we might be facing or whatever challenges our friends or family might be going through, Lord, we say yes to your heart and your will being at work within us for your glory and for your goodness. And Father, we just ask that you would continue to pour your love and your grace and your presence on each and every one of us. And even this week, Lord, as we leave from here, Father, I ask that your peace that surpasses all understanding would guard every one of our hearts and our minds in the beautiful name of Jesus. Amen.